We're going to learn a mimer that the Rebbe said in 1980 on the words, Return Israel. Return Israel is the beginning of this week's Haftorah. This, this Shabbos is the Shabbos of Tshuva. And it begin, the Haftorah begins with the words about Tshuva where God says, Return Israel to Hashem because you have uh, stumbled with your sins. So let's get right to it. Return Israel to Hashem, your God. And it's known the questions of our Rebbeim about this. The questions our Rebbeim ask are, why does it say, return until? It says, literally, the words are, return until Hashem, your God. It doesn't say, return to Hashem, your God. It says, return until Hashem, your God. And also, why does it say, both names, Hashem and Elohim. Return to Hashem, Elokecha, your God. Return either to Hashem or to, to both are names of Hashem. Why do we need both names? What does that what does that mean? Especially this needs to be understood based upon the word the Torah uses here to describe the Jewish people. There are two different names the Jewish people. There's the name Yaakov and the name Yisrael. Yaakov is a higher name. That, that describes a higher element of, of, the, of a Jew, a Jew on a higher level. Um, as the Torah says, when Hashem gave Yaakov the name Yisrael, He said, why, do, why am I giving you this name? Because you have contended with angels and with people and you have overcome them. So if we're talking about the... Yisrael, we're talking about the Jewish people at a higher level, at the level of Yisrael, that means we're also talking about a perfect way of doing Teshuvah. So if the Haftorah of Shabbos Teshuvah is called Shuvah Yisrael, Yisrael should do Teshuvah, that means we're talking about a very high level within the higher level of Teshuvah. In general, there are two levels of Teshuvah. There's a lower level of Teshuvah where the focus is regret of the past and Going over the and 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 bitterness over the past, and there's a higher level of tshuva where the focus is connecting to Hashem, the, the feeling, the intimacy, and the learning, and the davening, and the kindness, the, the having excitement in, in your Torah mitzvahs. That's a higher level, the simcha, the joy of connecting with Hashem. So, if that's the subject matter of this haftorah, we're talking about you turn Israel to Hashem Elokecha. We're talking about Yisrael. We're talking about the higher level of the Neshama, or the higher level of the Jew, the higher kind of Jew. And he's doing a higher level of tshuva. Because Shabbos in general has the same letters as Tashev, which means tshuva. Shabbos in general is about a higher level of tshuva. The author writes that everyone should, at least once a week, try to do the lower level of tshuva. On Thursday night, they should do the lower level of tshuva and be introspective. And then Shabbos comes and you should do the higher level of tshuva, tshuva with joy. Which parenthetically, the Rebbe says that in history, we're up to, if we divided all the millennia in days, we're up to Friday afternoon. And since we're up to Friday afternoon, the Thursday night tshuva isn't relevant for our generation, both because of the uh, types of uh, tragedies that have happened to Jewish people that have cleansed the Jewish people. And therefore, they don't need to have the lower level of tshuva. And also because of our weak psychological makeup, that if we were to be so bitter, 
instead of it being something that would animate us, it would paralyze us. So, but either way, Shabbos in general is about doing tshuva on the on, in the higher level, tshuva ilah, the higher level of tshuva. So, in tshuva ilah itself, there are many levels. So, in because the Torah says a person should always, always be doing tshuva. The Torah says a person should always be doing tshuva. That means that we're always supposed to be doing the higher level of tshuva. So within the higher level of tshuva itself comes Shabbos, which Shabbos is a higher level within the higher level of tshuva. And Shabbos tshuva, which corrects and elevates all the Shabbosim of the year, as Arizal writes, the seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur contain within them the seven days of the week. So each day of the week corrects one of the days of the year. Sunday, the Sunday of the seven days between, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur corrects all the Sundays of the year. Monday correct, corrects all the Mondays of the year. So on Shabbos Shuva, we're correcting and elevating all the Shabbosim of the year. Because the Shuva of Shabbos Shuva is higher than the Shuva of all the Shabbosim of the year. This Shuva is similar to Yom Kippur. About Yom Kippur it says, you are atoned before Hashem. The literal translation of before Hashem means you're in front of Hashem. But it also means in beyond Hashem, beyond the name Yudke Vavke. There is a name Yudke Vavke, and the Tshuva of Shabbos Shuva is similar to Yom Kippur that we're beyond the name Yudke Vavke. We're beyond the way Hashem has a name. And even more, there's another verse that says about Yom Kippur. It says He will atone for you. It doesn't even say actually. It says more accurately. It says it will be atoned for you. So it doesn't say who will do it. That means we're talking about the Abishter, the way he is, beyond any name. Beyond, and so we're talking about something really high. So based upon our understanding that this Shabbos, we're talking about a level of tshuva. That is parallel to the level of tshuva of Yom Kippur. It's higher than the tshuva during the week. During the week, you're also supposed to do the higher level of tshuva. And then comes Shabbos, that's a higher level of Shuvah within the higher level of Shuvah. Then comes Shabbos Shuvah, which is a higher level of Shuvah beyond the Lishabasm of the year. So if we're talking about such a lofty level of Shuvah, which is connected to God's essence, why use names? Why use the name Havayin Alekecha? We're connecting to the essence of Hashem. So that's what it says in the first paragraph of this Mimer. So the answer is, the reason why it says Shuvah Yisrael the reason why the Torah says you should return until Havaya not to, but until Havaya is because this Pasuk is talking about the unity of the two names of Hashem, Havaya and Elokim. It says in the Pasuk, you should know that Havaya is Elokim. And the Zohar says what that means. The Zohar explains exactly what the definition of Havaya is and what the definition of Elokim is and why Havaya and Elokim are the same. Briefly, before you see the nuance in this mimer, exactly what what that means in our to return to Hashem until Havaya becomes Elokim, but the mitzvah of knowing that Hashem, Elokim, that Hashem is Elokim means, one element of it means, that although Hashem has two different kinds of godly energy, there's the energy of Hashem, which is revelation, which Hashem shows Himself. And there's the energy of Hashem, where He hides Himself. And they seem to be very different. 
It seems to be when Hashem is concealing Himself, you're not anymore in the presence of Hashem's revealed Self. And Hashem is, so to speak, uh, it seems, less there, Hashem. So the analogy Hasidus gives is a teacher and a student. A teacher uses a parable to convey a deep idea to a student. The purpose of the analogy is to hide something of the depth of the idea and to convey to the student a mere external element of this idea in a foreign analogy, in a new, connecting it to a whole new concept. And now the student has to extrapolate from the, and derive from the analogy and try to get something of the, of the idea itself. And the teacher can't give the student the idea itself to begin with because the student doesn't have the, the capability of getting the idea the way it is. So in the process of the teacher giving this analogy to the student, there is the moment of the parable itself where the student has no knowledge of the analog. The student just knows about the parable before he thinks about it. At that moment, it seems that in the world of the teacher as well, all there is is the parable. But there isn't just the parable in the eyes of the teacher. The teacher, while he's conveying the parable to the student, sees right through the parable, and he understands that this parable is just a, a, a tool to get to the analog. The teacher knows his own parable. The teacher may be using a parable, but for the teacher, the parable is luminous. The, the parable is, is the idea itself. For the teacher, the parable doesn't conceal. So in a similar way, although Hashem created the world by first contracting His light, which is applying the, name, the energy of Hashem of Elohim of contraction, and the purpose of that contraction was so that the world should be able to receive a minimal amount of godly energy that can sustain it and animate it from Yudke Vavke. But the truth is that even the realm of the Tzimtzum itself, even the place of the contraction, isn't the real contraction. For Hashem there is no contraction. The contraction doesn't exist. What we call a contraction for Hashem is revelation. There's no difference. That's one way of explaining that, that concept. So what is the Pasuk saying over here? You should return until Havaya becomes a Lakim. What does that mean? Tshuva has relationship to this knowledge. As it says in the Torah about the Tshuva that the Jewish people did at Mount Carmel. At Mount Carmel, that's when Elio Anavi stood before the Jewish people and they, he had to prove to them that God was real. Because many of the Jews at that time believed in, in the idol called Baal. So after the fire came down from heaven, and everyone saw that Elijah actually is right, and God is God, and Baal is not, so all the people exclaimed when they, when they saw the fire come down and consume the sacrifice of Elijah, they all exclaimed, Hashem is Elohim, Hashem is Elohim. They said this twice. Why they say it twice? Because through the service of Hashem, in a way of teshuva, which is higher than the service of Hashem of Tzadikim, through this, you're able to accomplish that Havaya should be a Lakim twice. What does that mean? It says in the Medrash, it says at Sinai, God told us at Mount Sinai, I am the Lord your God. And in Mount Carmel, it says twice, Hashem is the Lord your God. So the altar explains in the that at Sinai, the Jewish people were at the level of tzaddikim. 
and through tzaddikim, and through what tzaddikim can do, through the Torah mitzvahs of tzaddikim, they are able to draw down Havaya becoming Elohim once. But through what we did, what the Jewish people did at Mount Carmel, which they were first idol worshippers, and then they did tshuva, they were able to cause that Havaya should become Elohim twice. This is similar to another concept. It says in the Torah, I am the Lord your God. It says, I, one time. As we learned last week, remember that conversement? It says in by Tshuva, I, I will erase your sins for my sake. It says, I, twice. Because through Terimitzis, we draw down the I of Hashem once, but the divine energy that comes through Tshuva is higher than the divine energy that is elicited through Terimitzis. And that's why it says, I, I will erase your sins for my sake. And the Unklus translates, what's the meaning of for my sake, for my name? This refers to the great name of Hashem. And even more than the great name of Hashem, and even higher than that, it refers to how Hashem and His name are alone before the tzimtzum. So we have to explain what that means, the two kinds of divine revelation of Hashem's name becoming one with Elohim twice, um, and and why tshuva causes that. But just the words so far, the word, where we're going. The the service of tshuva is higher than the service of tzaddikim, and that's why at Mount Carmel they said Hashem is Elohim twice, and that's also why um, when Hashem talks about erasing our sins, He says, "I I will erase your sins." It means Hashem is talking about an, an eye that is beyond the eye that gave us the termites, a deeper eye. And he's referring to uh, the name of Hashem, the way he, it is, exists before the Tzimtzum. So what's left to explain now is what is Havaya and Elkim have to do with termites in general? And why does Tshuva connect to a double meaning of Havaya and Elkim? What's the double meaning of Havaya and What does that have to do with Tshuva? So explanation of this is as follows. There are two translations, two ideas that are conveyed by the words The first is that, that even the symptom itself is the symptom of, of Elohim is also Havai. Even the contraction that consumed of you of Elohim is Havai. How so? Havai means the word Havai comes from the word to create. All of the creation comes from Havai. But in order for the creation to actually feel like a separate entity from Hashem, that it should be, a, it should feel, I exist, that's through the name of Elohim. So the godly energy that creates the world, what is that godly energy? It's Havai, it's the infinite power of Hashem. That's what causes creation. Like it says in Tanya, when we say Hashem is a God, Hashem is great, we're talking to Hashem's, Hashem's infinite kindness that causes there to be a creation, ex nihilo, to be something out of nothing. But in order for that to be, a, in order for us to feel like a separate entity, not, that, not just that we should exist, that we should exist in a way of being a separate entity, that is achieved through the name of Hashem, Elohim, which covers and conceals Avayah. And it says in the Torah that the sun and its sheath are compared to Havai and Elohim. There's a sun itself, and then there's a covering of the sun. The sun itself is compared to the name Havaya. And that what covers the sun, so that the world can handle the light of the sun. It says in the Torah, there's a covering of the sun on the sun. I'm not sure exactly what the physical um, 
meaning of that is, but the, the covering of the sun, which lessens somewhat the light of the sun, is Elohim. So, when the Pasuk says, Havaya is Elohim, what does that mean? Although it looks like, openly and clearly, that the, the, it's the name of Elohim, which is causing creation, as it says in the Torah, in the beginning, Elohim made the heaven and earth, and there are actually 32 times in the story of Genesis, where Hashem uses that word Elohim, and because of the name of Elohim, the world feels like a separate entity. So Hashem commands us and tells us, you should know that Avaya is Elohim, that even the name of Elohim, of Elohim which covers and conceals Havaya, the truth is that Havaya and Elohim are one. So com- the truth is that com- the way it is from Hashem's perspective, there's no concealment. And through Teremitzis, we reveal Hashem's light in the world. There's never really concealment in the first place. This is, I think, what I was saying to you before about the, about the analogy of an analogy that, uh, that the teacher sees in the analogy that the analogy isn't real. So Hashem sees in the concealment, and there's no concealment, the concealment only hides for us. The Alter gives example in, in Tanya about in the Code of Jewish Law, it says you're not allowed to use your hand to cover your head as a yamulka. Why? Because your, head, your hand is part of you. Your hand can't be considered a concealment for your head because your hand's part of your body. So too, if Hashem himself is causing concealment, he can't hide himself. He, he, he's not a concealment for himself. Another example Chassidus gives is the turtle or a, um, um, what are those? Tortoise, bigger turtle. And also, um, turtles? no, very small uh, insect. As a shell, the shell's part. A shell's part of its body. The shell is part of its body. No, not that good. No, I can't remember now. Okay. Anyways, the point is that the concealment itself is not a concealment for Hashem because it's because He makes a concealment, and we are able to accomplish that. This shouldn't that, 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 to reveal that, and that's why at the conclusion of creation it says, "Elokim created this laases." Hashem created this lasses. What's the extra word lasses mean? To do. What's to do mean? Hashem created this to do. To do what? So Talmud explains Hashem created the world to do that we should correct the world. Now what do we, what do we need to correct? We need to correct the concealment of Shem Elokim. We need to reveal the name Yukivavke in the world. As it says later on in the story of Genesis, on the day that Hashem Elokim made heaven and earth, so although in the beginning of the story of Genesis it says only the name of Elohim, after it talks about our role in correcting and fixing creation, then the Torah adds and says, Havaya and Elohim made the heaven and earth. It mentions it is the name Yuki Vavke. Because through a person's efforts, as it, God told Adam to, guard, to work in the garden, to guard the garden, which the parallel for that throughout history is Terimitzis, so through Terimitzis, we bring the revelation of Hashem in the world. And that causes that the heaven and earth could become actually uh, full, perfect. There's two ways to write uh, the word chronicles. So it says sometimes in the Torah the word chronicles without the letter Vav, it's missing a letter. And sometimes it says it with a Vav. So by a Jew's efforts in doing Torah mitzvahs, working in the garden and guarding the garden, he causes that the heaven and earth should become 
full and complete, and that, that there's a realization, that that verse is realized, that this, the chronicles of the heaven and earth, the word chronicles is full, representing how Mashiach will come, the world will become perfect. That's through the efforts of the Jewish people in the millennia, doing their mitzvahs. And the word t- chronicles is also related to the chronicles of Peretz. Peretz is the son of Yehuda, who is the grandfather of Mashiach. And Peretz means to break through all boundaries. So the idea of the chronicles of Peretz is really beyond the perfection of creation. The perfection of creation means that creation reaches perfection, but still in the parameters, in the realm of creation. By the way, it's a snail. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so... It's not an insect. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're a scientist. I was supposed to tell you the wrong, wrong, the wrong word. Okay, so through... Through the so the Torah says first of all that there will be the chronicles of heaven and earth and says chronicles with extra vav indicating perfection of creation, but not only will you have the perfection of creation, we'll have the, we'll have the chronicles of parrots, and about the chronicles of parrots it also says the the word chronicles is written fully with the, both vavs, which is beyond the perfection of creation because through ter, through terimitzis we're able to break through all the concealments of the name of Elohim. We're able to make a home for Hashem in the lowest realm. So that's the that's what's achieved through Terimitsis. We're able not just to bring perfection to creation, but to be able to tear down all the concealments of Elohim and make the world a home for Hashem. So that's the first um, application of the words Hashem is Elohim. That for Hashem, the world's not really the is not really concealment. And our role in doing Termitsis is to make is to reveal that. Mirtashem, uh, the second translation. Um, I'll, I'll say it briefly right now, but we'll go, we'll go into Mirtashem tomorrow. The second meaning of Havai and Izalakim. What does what does that mean? Havai Izalakim. Even the element of revelation, even the name Havai, is not really revelation. It's only revelation vis-a-vis creation. But if you wanted to talk about God's essence, God's power for creation, God's power of to reveal himself, God's revelation, if you will, is, is not a revelation of, of, of God's essence. As it says in the Torah, I, Hashem, Hashem is I am Hashem, Hashem is my name. The name Yudke Vavke is only a name of Hashem, it's only a tiny ray of God's energy. It's a great symptom, a great contraction compared to God's infinite, infinite self. So, so the idea of Havaya being Elohim means that compared to God's essence, the, the power of elation is really also a contraction. You get it? Yeah. Compared to God's essence, the what we call revelation, compared to God's essence, that's also a contraction. So that's why it says Havaya is Elohim, that even the revelation power of Hashem compared to God's essence is also a contraction. We'll see how this is related to Tzadikim and Bali Shuvah. Stop here. Hey David, have a great day.